you may be seated. Amen. I just feel the presence of the Lord this morning. Glory, 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 glory. How's everyone doing? Good. Amen. Want to welcome our online visitors. We want to welcome our first time visitors to the House of Restoration. Thank you so much for coming this morning. Amen. Just ask that you pray for me. I just feel the Lord shifting some things in the word. Amen. So want to be obedient to what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Well, it's exciting to be here this morning, and it's so good to see all of your faces. Amen. Hallelujah. I see that the house is beginning to fill back up. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, one of the things that we want to do as a ministry is make sure that your every need is being met spiritually. Amen. And so we ask that you give us your prayer request. We are, we are really seeking God this year, Lord, this year, just for the miraculous, the miraculous things. And so when they, are, when they are begin to occur in your, your life, we want you to share those things. Amen. We want you to share those testimonies, to share those things that God is doing that only a God can do. I look at that young man, I believe, I can't remember his name, number three, I know he was number three, um, that had the heart attack on the field last Sunday. Damar, Damar, amen. And uh, when he fell down, it just shook me. I was like, oh my goodness. It reminded me of pastor. And I just began to pray for him. And I just began to say, God, you have an opportunity to show yourself right now. You have an opportunity to prove that you are in control. <laughs> you have the opportunity to, to bless this man and revive him. And as the world came around, as America came around, and begin to pray. Amen. This young man died twice. They had to resuscitate him twice. And I was just sitting there praying and I was just like, the amount of prayers that were going up, the amount of, 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 of prayers and concern going up for him touched the heart of God. And God had to respond. Amen. And that's what he wants to do in our lives. He wants to respond. He wants us to, to uh, share, share what we're going through. Amen. To lift each other up. Because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I just praise God. I got a call from my sister Saturday, yesterday. Uh, yesterday, or it was Friday, I don't remember. Um, my youngest sister, I had planned on going to Washington, D.C. with her uh, as her trial uh, she has to redo her trial. So many of you don't know. She worked for the federal government in uh, Arizona prisons and was raped by a very violent inmate. And long story short, they turned it around and said that she raped the inmate. So we had to go through this crazy, ridiculous trial. Um, and she was vindicated on every part. Now, this was in 2014. Amen. And so um, she's been waiting for her settlement. She had to... Uh, give up all of her retirement, her 401k, everything. She lost everything. Um, and so it's been a journey for her. It's been a journey for the family. And so uh, just this past few months, she has been going through uh, a court, going through some hearings about, you know, returning to her all that she's lost. She's suing the prison because uh, they falsely accused her. And so she called me Saturday. We're supposed to go at the end of February uh, because the statute of limitations has ran out, so she has to redo the entire trial. 
And so I was just, you know, praying for her. She was having panic attacks about having to see the rapist and having to go through all of this again. And so we've been earnestly praying. Many of you have been earnestly praying for her. I believe Thursday night, I was, Thursday morning, I was on the phone with the elders and I asked them to lift her up in prayer because I know that this is going to be a lot on her and her daughter. And so she called me Saturday, and I was like, hello, hello. And she says, girl, I can't even talk right now. I can't even talk. And uh, just a few weeks ago, they had offered her $100,000. That was their settlement. And I told her, absolutely not. And she began to cry and say, I can't do the trial again. I, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I said, well, the fact that they are giving you money is an admission of guilt on their part. And so it's been back and forth, back and forth, but she called Saturday and said, I don't know who this new judge is, but I thank, I thank God for him. So this new judge has ruled in her favor on all counts, amen? And she has won her case and will receive uh, a sizable amount of money for the retirement that she had to take out. The judges also said that she's going to uh, allow the case to go forth in the matter of the, the, the prison accusing her that she is in agreement and that there's another settlement coming for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and then God, and then she told her um, she doesn't really feel like that it's necessary for her to have to come to D.C., and have to walk through this trial again as she has read all the, the transcripts. And she says, this girl was done wrong. Not only by the prison, but by all the workers and all the people that, that brought this up against her. Now this is 2014, we're in 2023. This is a long awaited prayer, amen, for God to vindicate. And I wanna thank all of you who have been praying for her throughout the years, amen. I don't want to bust out crying, but I just want to say thank you, God, hallelujah, for answering a prayer, amen, for showing yourself faithful. You know, it just seemed like she would just be like, where is God in all of this? And God has been right there, amen, teaching us the lesson, teaching us to just trust in him. And I believe that there are miracles that are about to happen Signs and wonders are about to take place, amen? Because God is beginning to answer those prayers that we have longed for. So if you've been praying and you've been doing right and doing all the things God has said and God has held back, oh, this is a season, amen? This is a season where God's getting ready to prove himself in all that we do. But we've got to get ourselves in check. Amen. We got to get ourselves in alignment to receive all that God has for us. I am so excited for her because it has just been the most, it's just been a horrible journey mentally and physically for her and the worry and the pain and the stress. You know, I can relate to it as a sister, but I ha I'm not, you know, it didn't happen to me. So there's another level that she feels and just lifting her up this morning and just giving God praise for what he's doing and what he's about to do. I told her, girl, get ready for the millions, amen? Get ready for the real money. Get ready for the real vindication. You know, going up, the, uh, going up against the government, 
we didn't have the money to do that. We didn't have the money for the lawyer. We didn't have all of that, but God has provided, and he has proven himself strong, and he wants to prove himself strong in your lives this morning. Amen? Amen, amen. So we are going to go on into the word this morning. Amen. As we were speaking last week uh, out of Philippians uh, 4, 4, and 6, where Paul was encouraging, it wrote a letter to the church of Philippi and was in, and encouraging them, amen, to, to, to resolve any issues they had, amen, to love God. He was encouraging them to uh, not fall into anxiousness and anxiety. Um, he was telling them, you know, to, to bring in peace, have peace with others in your family, in your neighborhood, always walk in peace. He was exhorting them to stay steadfast, amen. He was exhorting them to, to come and be one, to unite as a church and to be one in spirit. And he was exhorting them to be helpful, to be, be of a help in the church, in the ministry, in your neighborhoods, wherever you can, to be of help and to bring unity. And then he was exhorting them to be joyful. Amen. So as we enter 2023, we want to be joyful. Hallelujah. Even in the circumstances that we're going through or even when times get hard, that we are expressing the joy of the Lord. And then he says that he wanted them to just love on themselves. Amen. Have peace within yourself. I know a lot of times we can beat our own selves up. We are our own worst enemy. But God is saying that he wants to bring peace back into, into our lives, back into ourselves. And that we should be anxious for nothing. Amen. Don't get all wound up and, and spooked out. He says, but in everything, pray. In everything, pray. Be anxious for nothing. In everything, pray and be thankful. And that is the model that I want to, to just rest right in as we begin 2023, is that we don't need to be anxious for nothing. Even when it looks like it's going to turn upside down, even if it is upside down, Lord, the Lord is telling us to be anxious for nothing. And so when we invite God into our situations and we give our anxiety over to God, we give our worries over to God, God will step in, amen, and he will begin to do the miraculous. He will begin to, to align us to what he wants to do. So God didn't create us uh, us as just, you know, people. He, he created us and placed in us gifts. He, placed, he placed in us callings to carry out. There's someone that needs you, amen. There's someone that needs you to align up because maybe they're not saved. There's someone that needs the testimony that is going to come forth out of your life, amen, so that they can see the presence of God, that they can feel and touch in a tangible way and, and know that there is a God. And so this morning, we want to just make sure that we are doing everything we need to fulfill the will of God in our lives. So we've got to get rid of our anxieties. Amen. Anxiety will just, it will just, I'm telling you, I know it because I've lived it, but anxiety will, will take you out. Anxiety will have you on medication. Anxiety will have you crazy. Anxiety will have you looking around, looking for, you know, what in the world is going on. And God didn't create us to have an anxious mind, but God created us to have a steadfast mind and a steadfast spirit. So as we continue to just dive into this, this thing, I just want to look at a scripture that the Lord put in my spirit uh, this week and I've just been looking at it over and over again and just saying, okay, God, what are you saying here? And so God took me to Exodus uh, chapter 32 
And that's the story of Moses, and that's the story of the golden calf. That's the narrative of a golden calf. When the people of Israel got so anxious, got so nervous, got so scared, thought Moses had died as he was up in communing with the, with the father, that they thought to themselves, men, Moses is dead. It's been 40 days. It's only 40 days, but I guess it was a long time for them. <laughs> uh, that they, they hadn't heard or seen from God in 40 days. And they got so anxious that they began to uh, try and figure out, well, what can we do? What can we do to move forward? What can we do? And so they have Aaron build this golden calf. So I just want to kind of give you the, back, the backdrop of, of this story. Now, if you back up into Exodus 24, and this just amazes me that, you know, we are so much like those Israelites. So let's not judge this morning uh, because we have golden calves. Amen. All of us have golden caps. All of us have these things that we depend on, our backup plan, you know, our just in case. We all have golden caps in our lives. And so this week, I've been identifying some golden caps and saying, Lord, why do I do that? Why, why can't I just completely trust in you? What is it, Lord, that, that in me that causes me to say, you know, uh, it's been a couple of days or, you know, the Lord didn't answer that prayer. So I'm going to go on and help him out. I'm going to go on and, you know, invite him into my situation. So I'll go and I'll do what I need to do to get the, the situation rectified and then ask him to come and bless it. And so this is a lot of, this is exactly what was going on with these Israelites. So if you were to look in chapter 24 of Exodus, you will see that God had called Moses and Aaron and, and some of the uh, leaders up to the mountain. He didn't, now we all, you know, when, normally when we read this scripture, we think, you know, it was only Moses uh, who ever went up, you know, to the mountain into the full presence. And that is correct. Moses is the only one that went into the fullness of the presence of God. But in this, in this verse, God had led the Israelites out of Egypt he had parted the Red Sea. He had gave them the manna. He was, he was guiding them. Now, you would think if someone could part the Red Sea, okay, go out to Cherry Creek and that, that thing just split in two. I mean, that's a, a miraculous miracle. And it was, the, you know, to get them to their, to, their, to their point, to their destiny, all the miracles that God had done before them. They had walked through all the plagues. And, and in Goshen, there was no, 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 no plagues even came in that direction. All of it was focused in Egypt. So God does all of this miraculous things. Moses has led them. They're at the mount, and, and God calls for Moses to come up. And so not only Moses, but he calls Aaron, and he calls some of the, the elders, some of the, the leaders of the ministry to come up to the mountain. Now, he told them, don't come all the way up. No, because you all will drop dead. But he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't want them to enter into his presence, but get close enough. He said, come get close enough. And he said, and invite, the, have the people consecrate themselves because I'm going to speak directly to the people. Now, if I'm there, you know, and this is me reading because I wasn't there. So I probably would have been just like the, the people. But, you know, when you look at it, you would think, now that God has, has opened up himself to everyone. God says, I want to speak to the people. I want to speak with them. I want them to hear my voice. And so they're up on this mount and God begins to speak to them in chapter 24. And he tells them all that he's going to do. He begins to, let me just turn my, my uh, Bible there. It is in, excuse me, 24, if I can get there. 
I believe it's in chapter 24, or is it chapter 27? Okay. <laughs> but um, I'll just narrate it. So God calls them there, and they go up, and they hear the voice of God. They hear the commandments of God. And one of the things God tells them is that, I am God alone. Do not bring, you to have no other gods before me. So he's, he's talking about the law. He's talking about all that they're about to experience. All that he has stored up for him, for them. Why he took them out of Egypt? Because he wanted them to make them a nation. He wanted the, the promise that he had given Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He wanted to let them know that they were the descendants of them and that, that God was getting ready to do something powerful for them. So he tells them, don't have any other gods before me. Don't make any other graven images. And so a lot of times we think, you know, we, we read the we see the Charlton Heston version of it and we think that Moses went up and he got the tablets and, you know, but God had already discussed it with Moses. God had already um, had, had told the people of Israel and Moses was there and Moses was writing it down um, and after that, God uh, descended back up into the mountains and called Moses and to come up. He says, come up, come up to me. And before he left, he consecrated the people and the people said, we will... Obey your commandments. We will do what you have said, God. We love you, God. We worship you. I mean, they went into a time of just intimate worship with God, intimate relationship, just saying, God, we're going to do this. We praise you. We thank you for getting us out of Egypt. We thank you for getting us out of that situation, just like us. When we've, we've seen the hand of God move. And so they began to just rejoice in the Lord for all that he had done. They consecrated themselves. And they were ready to move forward. They were ready to move forward. What took, for, what, what took, what took 40 years? What took, why, did it, why did it switch from one day worshiping the Lord with all their might, with praising the Lord, aligning to God, being consecrated, making a sacrifice to God, and then 40 days later, they're like, where's Moses at? <laughs> you know, where's Moses? It's been 40 days. And they could hear the thunder. They could see the, the pillar of fire coming from the mount. And they were like, Moses, must have, he, he must have got burnt up because we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard. We don't know what's going on. Aaron, what's going on? Because Moses, when he ascended, he put Aaron in charge and told them, if you, you know, any issues or things that come up, come see Aaron. So long story short, they get anxious. The people get anxious because they, they're not hearing from God, amen, because they, they took Moses and replaced him with God. They really, they really wanted to hear. They felt like, you know, Moses was the only one that could talk to God. Moses was the only one God spoke through. And so if they didn't have Moses, then God didn't have a pathway to speak to them, how were they going to know what direction to go without Moses? And so since Moses had died, they decided, okay, Aaron, we need you to make us a calf. We need you to make us a golden calf. And they pressured Aaron into making this golden calf. Now, you got to remember in context, this is nothing crazy for them because they were coming out of Egypt where there was just pagan and idol worship. And they had all these gods in Egypt. This is what they had grown up with. They weren't so much in the generation of Joseph, but down there in another generation, amen. And so they're really just, they were so enslaved and so much believed 
believed in the pagan rituals, that God spoke through idols, that God had, there were graven images. So they have Aaron craft this graven image, and Aaron, not knowing what to do, crafts a graven image. And so when we, when we pick up in verses uh, 32, let me turn there, and... Uh, Chapter 32 of Genesis, we read this narrative. It says, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, this man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. So all the people took off, of, off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hands and fashioned it with a, gra a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. He built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow <laughs> shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought, brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. My goodness. So here we have Moses up in the presence of God, receiving the Ten Commandments. And we have these people who got so anxious and so worried about their fate that they thought Moses had died, they thought Moses had succumbed to something, that Moses wasn't going to return. And so in order for them to move forward, they felt that they needed a God-like figure, something that God could rest upon, something that God would use to speak to them. They didn't realize the fact that they could have a personal relationship with God and they could speak to him through their prayers, amen, and they could be obedient to them. But instead, they build the golden calf. And so this really is a, 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 a narrative of how easy, you know, it is for us to get off track. Because of their anxiousness, they delayed the process of God. They delayed the process and the promise for them by forcing Aaron to make this golden calf. See, there was, there was this strong attraction to idolatry. So they just figured, you know what? I still got some Egypt in me. I still got some of my old ways in me, just like we do. You know, I've, I've lived this life. I can figure things out. I've been in debt before, and I've, I've, I, I know how I can get out of debt. You know, I can make a phone call. I can do a payday loan. I can, I can go and get, my, get a golden calf, amen, and make, make my situation better. And so this is, what they, this is, this is just their mindset. And so Moses, in Moses' absence, they began to just, they panicked and they thought we need something that we can look up to something that will guide us and so they made this 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 golden calf so the whole time this golden calf incident is going on God is up in the mountain with Moses and he's giving him the, the commandments he's giving him the law and he's talking to him and he's pouring into him but he's so omnipotent he's looking down at the same time and saying I know these people are not down here Worship, you know, that, that they've made a calf. And so he tells Moses, he says, Moses, um, 
your people, not my people, he said, Moses, um, you need to go ahead and return to your people because your people have offended me deeply. You know, I'm a jealous God. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I am. And these people are down here with this golden calf worshiping it. So Aaron crafted it. The next day, Aaron said, we gonna, we're going to consecrate it to the Lord. And they consecrated it to the Lord, and they got drunk, and they began to play, which means they began to play, okay? Adults, you know what play means. They began to have sexual intercourse. They, you know, the party just went crazy. They just went buck wild, you know, honoring this, this God and, and rejoicing over this golden calf that was going to, to, uh, to bring them into the land you know, of Canaan. And God said, I, I can't with you all. <laughs> I just can't. I can't do this no more. Um, so he tells Moses to return to them. But before he returned, he said, you know, Moses, I'm, I'm good. I mean, after all I've done, this is how they treat me. This is how they respect me. So God was ready to wipe them out. God was ready to say, say you know, I'm just going to destroy them because I'm God. I can start all over. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need this in my life. I don't need, I don't need all of this craziness. And, but Moses ple pleaded with God and said, God, look, 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 look. <laughs> you know, hang on, Lord, before you do that, let me just remind you of your promise. And God begins to remind, Moses begins to remind God of all that he had promised from Abraham down to us, that he had promised us, that he had promised that the nations would, would, would be a nation that worshiped God, that the people would be a people that were blessed of God. And so God says, well, you go ahead down there and deal with them and let them know the wrath that I, you know, let them know that I'm, I'm angry. See, we serve a jealous God, and a lot of times we just think of God as just a superior being, and he is, but we have to understand that we can offend God. That, you know, there have been times when I felt, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, you know, um, that there are times where we can offend God in our actions, in our beliefs, in our ways. And so anxiety will cause us to turn away from God. Anxiety will cause us to do some crazy things. And they had done the ultimate crazy thing when they had uh, insulted God and insulted him in the worship of, of an idol. So I want you to understand that as we walk into 2023, that we have to be clearly understand that when we get anxious, we need to check in. We need to mentally check in with ourselves and say, what is making me so anxious? Why am I trying to figure this out? God has the answer. God has, has the way. So God, God wants a nation of worshipers. Amen? He wants us to commit to him and commit to him alone. And since God uh, designed us, amen, to be a nation and a follower of him, the question is, why did the people in Israel, in, in the people of the Israelites go against God? Why did they do that? Why did they decide that, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do. And it's because they didn't trust God. It all comes down to trust, and it all co also comes down to obedience. That they have, made a, they have heard, they have seen, they have felt the presence of God, but their anxiety and their worry took over. You see, God is saying that I am 
And that, that connects to anything you need. I am the provider. I am your healer. I am your sustainer. And God is this ultimate God that wants to do things for us. But oftentimes we block it with our, with our worry, with our anxiety. And so God is, is really trying to tell us in today's culture, I am still that God. Amen. I'm still that God that will provide. I am still that God that will do what I said I will do. But we will self-medicate. I am a I'm a self-medicator. I'm a, I admit it. You know, I will, I will get into a spot and I will just say, you know what? Let me just go ahead and this is going to make me feel better. Oh, I got bills due? Okay, God, I prayed. <laughs> but I need, a, the problem with us is that we want it done right now. So the bills are due. Well, God, you know what? If I don't pay my tithes, I can pay the bill. I, I've done that. I admit it. I've done that. I'm sure some of y'all have done that too. You know, we will take away what God's, take away from God's promises to fulfill a need that we feel is more important than God's promises. God, I want a mate. I need, I, you know, I'm lonely. So we go on social media and we, you know, look for the finest thing with the profile that's probably just, you know, we go through and we look and then we go out and meet him and we're like, mm, not quite what I thought it was. Or we get caught into these situations because we didn't wait on God. And so we have to understand how to resist the flesh and not cave into the desires of our heart, amen, but to allow God to be the one that answers every need, that, that addresses our stresses. And so when our trust should, when our trust should be, uh, when our, our place would be to trust God, instead we panic and we try and figure it out. And God says, I already got the answers. I'm the one that created you. I know what you're going to do when you walk out this building. I know what's going to happen to you tomorrow at work. I know next week, if, there, if, if, if you follow my path, there's a blessing. But when you start panicking, you get off track, you get off path, and you miss the blessings of God. And so I just know that, you know, in 2023, I really feel the atmosphere changing. I really feel the presence of God wanting to, to, prove, to, to come and rest upon us. Just like he came upon the mountain, he rested there. And he allowed Moses to come up and commune with him. And he, allowed, he, he even allowed the people to come into his presence God is saying, I want to come into your presence. God is saying that I am going to ascend back down on this earth. And you will tangibly feel it. I felt it Sunday night when I was watching that football game. I just felt the presence of God fall into that stadium as people began to pray all over while those football players got on their knees and began to pray. God is saying that I'm coming. I'm here. I'm here. And so God has given us the choice to either step it up, amen, to choose what we're going to do in this new season, to get a clear understanding that is being released through prayer and through fasting. So I believe God has, has, has us in this season of prayer. And I want you, I re-invite you out on Wednesday night. Woo! Wednesday night was fire. <laughs> Amen. As we, we understand how to pray, what to pray for, what is the proper prayer. You see these Israelites in chapter 24 praying to God. Amen. Holding up their hands, praising God. They're on track. But then you see them when they get into a situation 
and they totally, totally don't even, you know, God doesn't even come into their imagination. They walked into their flesh and they decided, this is what we'll do. We'll figure it out for ourselves. God is saying, you don't have to figure out nothing in this year. If you're broke, don't try and figure it out. If your house is in foreclosure, stop trying to figure it out. God is saying, whatever your need is, I've got the answer. And we get those answers. We get those answers and those requests awarded to us through prayer, through fasting, through getting to know God, through the obedience to God. God is saying to us in this, this coming year that God says that he wants us and he, that he, he wants us to allow him to lead and guide us through the wilderness, the dry places of our lives. We all have dry places. Amen. We all have some areas that we need to dig, we need to toil. And God is saying, if you invite me into that situation, I will break up the fallow ground. Amen? I will break up, I will go before you. And all you got to do is just, just begin to walk. Just begin to walk and pray and just say, God, I don't know how. And then you get the phone call or you get the letter or you get the answer because God is going before us. God is also saying that our, our obedience and wisdom is essential to breaking the fallow ground. Our obedience and wisdom. We know what we should and should not do. Amen. And God is saying, make wide choices. I will break up the fallow ground. I will keep you on course and I will keep and, and, and keep and he says to keep up the pace. God is saying that I'm moving swiftly and I want you to keep up the pace because God is about to do some miraculous things. And so one of the things that God has really just been putting on my heart and I've just been praying for the church in general, amen, to come together, amen. God, the COVID is, is pretty much over. There are still strands out there, but we can no longer use COVID as the excuse, okay? God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. God is saying that the blessing is coming to the community of God. Amen. That by our prayers, by our testimonies, God says, we got to come back together. Because we got to, when, we, when we're going to overtake this enemy, when we're going to overtake these problems, these issues, we are the world's solution. And God is saying it takes the whole of us. Amen. So I just applaud you all this morning for coming out. I applaud you for just going and saying, okay, God, 2023 is here. And I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to see some things change. God is saying that as we get freed, others will be, free, will be freed. See, his anointing will rest upon you and you will be the vessel that he uses. Amen. You know, when I, I, I keep referring back to Sunday night's game, I said to myself, how many people in that stadium feel the presence of God? How many people in that stadium that might not even go to church, that might not be Christians, are seeing that the world stopped and began to pray over this man? The world stopped and was concerned for this man's well-being. What a testimony that was. What a testimony it still is as, as the story unfolds that God will use circumstances to draw people back to him. Amen? God wants to use your circumstance to draw people to him. We, you know, even the stories in this room, we have some nightmares in this room. We have some stories in this room. But God is saying that I want to use your story, amen, to bring glory to, your, to me. 
to use your story to allow people to see the miraculous things God has done and the miraculous things God continues to do. I'm standing here as a witness that, that was at one point thinking, this is it. I'm, God, this is, I'm done. And to feel the presence of God return into my life, to feel that when I get anxious, all I got to do is get on my knees. When I get worried, I get on my knees. I wake up with a total praise on my lips. I go to bed with a total praise on my lips. I wake up in the, in the middle of the night just saying, God, what you doing? What would you have me to do? Thank you for watching over me, but I'm awake, God. Let's talk. God is saying that he wants to have a personal relationship with you. See, it's, it is critical and it's crucial that we stop delaying God. Amen? God is ready to move and it's our delay that is holding back the, the miracles, that is holding back the, the healings. I have been watching this series and if you haven't watched it, I really, I really urge you to watch it. It's called The Chosen and it's just one of the most beautiful shows. It just gives you this natural glimpse into the life of the apostles and what they went through and, and how they lived amongst the people and uh, I'm, I'm in, there's, there's one scene that just, I mean, I just busted out in tears and Eddie came upstairs <laughs> after he finally got hooked on it and he was like, did you see that scene with James? And this scene is where the apostles, uh, Jesus is, has all the apostles gathered and he's telling them, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. Go and do what I've done. And they're like, er? like what? <laughs> like we're going to heal? You know, we have the ability to heal. We have the ability to lay hands. And God's like, and Jesus is like, yeah, go and preach the word. Go and, I've, I've, I've taught you all that you need to know. Now it's time for you to go and spread the gospel. And so they are scared. They're, they're just like, oh man, you know, I, I wasn't expecting this. And so uh, there's a scene where James speaks to Jesus and in this, in this, in this narrative, they uh, portray James as having, he walks with the cane. And so James comes up and he asks Jesus, master, you want me to go heal people, but I just have a question. Why haven't you healed me? And it's such a deep, a deep scene. And Jesus tells him, the work that, that I've commissioned you to do, the work that you will go out and do, is more than a healing. You want to be physically healed. I can do that. But as you heal others and they see your, they see your perseverance, they see that you are committed to the call, that you will not let anything or allow anything to stop you from doing what God has called you to do, that's where your healing will come. And I just broke out into tears. I'm just like, I guess me and this knee going to be together for a minute. Amen. Because we pray and we pray and we pray for things. And God is like, don't let that be the excuse. Don't let that, don't allow that to be the excuse. So whatever your golden calf is, whatever you're asking God for, don't let that be the excuse for God to use you. Amen? See, worship and prayer and obedience is the best indication of your love relationship with the Father. When God looks at you, he's looking for worship. He's looking for obedience. He's looking, looking at you to say, how much do you love me? I can just validate that by the, the communion that we have, by our relationship. Are you seeking me on a daily basis? Do you worship me? Do you praise me? Amen. Are you walking in obedience? And God is saying in 2023, worship, pray, and walk in obedience to all God has for us. 
Worry causes us to miss God's response. Amen? And that's exactly what happened with these Israelites. They abandoned the worship of God. They abandoned obedience. They abandoned everything that they had seen God do. And they found themselves in a predicament that lasted for 40 years. They found themselves 40 years in the wilderness. So when the people saw that Moses had, had been delayed or Moses was delayed or Moses had died, they began to think that, you know, we need to do something else. We need to figure out how we can get the presence of God back in, how we can, get, uh, how we can make this situation better, how we can, we can help God along. And God doesn't need our help. God never asked us for our help. God just asks us for our obedience. God asks us for our yes. God is like, in 2023, just give me your yes. Give me the yes, God, I surrender. Yes, God, I will do what you said, what you've called me to do. And if it simply is getting up just a few minutes early and just getting in his presence. God's not expecting us to, you know, get up and pray and call on Jesus and speak in tongues. And, you know, he knows where we're at. We will get to that point to where we want to and desire to have a deeper relationship with him. But right now, God's saying, give me a yes in 2023. Give me a yes to what I've called for. Give me a yes in all that I want you to do. And so this morning, we want to just begin to destroy the golden calves and begin to trust God. Begin to trust God and, and, and develop such an intimate relationship with him that when you think about your past, you actually begin to laugh at how silly you were. And how, you know, there's mornings where, or times and thoughts will come up that the enemy will throw in my, my face and I will begin to laugh at, oh no, that, that's over with. That part of Katani has died. That part of Katani is no longer there. When I get anxious about things, I begin to just laugh and say, God, you got this. You see the enemy over here trying to get to me? You hear him, Lord? His presence is always with me, always right there. And I just begin to just release everything that God has promised me. I speak life into myself. When you get home or when you're going through some, some tough situations, just begin to speak life over your situation. Amen? Begin to proclaim and declare the promises of God over your life. You want a home? You want to be a homeowner? Claim it. Amen? Because this is the season. Claim it. If you, want, if you want a spouse, you want a mate, begin to claim it. Amen? But in your claiming, make sure that you're getting ready. Just don't go home and start, Lord, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. God's like, baby, you ain't ready for it. <laughs> Amen. But when we walk in obedience and we begin to trust God, God will give us everything that we need. See, God is committed to us. Because of, the, because of his jealousy and because of his love for us, God doesn't want us to look at any other means of getting our blessing that our blessings come through him. And so we must be obedient to his words. God is committed to his word, amen? And the only saving grace that keeps us is the covenant that he made with us. The covenant that he made on the cross. The covenant that he said, I will go, Lord. When Jesus came and he said, I will go and I will save the people. Because the people have built up many golden calves. We got calves... Let me tell y'all, Betsy, her udders are dry, okay? 
Betsy's done. Betsy has nothing else to give. And the only way we're going to get it is to go through God. Amen? The only way that we're going to succeed is to stop going to payday loan. Stop calling Jaquan. Stop calling Shanika. Stop, stop depending on worldly things. Stop manipulating people. Stop manipulating our jobs. Stop cheating on our time cards. Stop lying. Stop, stop doing those things. Because those are all golden calves. Those are all the udders that we have, have wake up and, you know, we milk the udders like, okay, let me see. What do I got to do today? How can I scheme? How can I do this? How can I get what I want? God is like, I'm getting ready to dry. Betsy is dried up. Okay? God is saying that I'm going to make you, I'm going I'm to make the, 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 the situation come to where all you can do is, is count on me. So we need to go ahead and begin to destroy our golden calves and pray. Amen? Begin to pray to God. Begin to say, God, I believe it. Help my unbelief, Lord. Help me to trust you in such a manner that, Lord, I can wake up in peace I can look for my day to be a peaceful day that I don't have to go to the office and lie and scheme and, and, and get in the rat race, but I can walk in peace. And as I walk in peace, others will see me. They will see the glory of God upon me and they will ask, how do you do this? How do you, how do you walk in this world? How do you work in, in this environment and have such a smile on your face? God is saying that the prayers of the righteous are effective but they have to be activated, amen, and consecrated through fasting, through prayer, through the obedience of God. God is about to do some miraculous things here in this house. You're going to see some changes uh, that will just allow the presence of God to rest, amen, to allow the people of God to come in and say, God, I surrender. Wednesday night, we had this wonderful teaching. And at the end of the teaching, we just all came to the altar and just laid before the Lord, invited the presence of God to come in, invited his spirit to begin the process of changing our thinking, changing our hearts, changing our minds. If there's something in 2023 that is sitting right on the verge and you know that God wants to give it to you, I beckon you to, to, to today to start coming out on Wednesday nights while Pastor Leah is teaching on prayer and continue to come as Pastor Sam takes us through a period of fasting and praying. See, the people of God had consecrated themselves and prepared themselves to receive the blessing, the land that was flowing with milk and honey, the fruit, the riches of the land but they allowed their flesh to get in the way. God says he's removing flesh. Amen. He, we are the sacred cows. We are the golden cows. God, Moses burnt it. Moses, Moses destroyed it. He burnt it. And God says, I want you to just release everything you have. I want you to release all the things that you've done that are not like me, that don't represent me. God is saying to us this morning, I'm ready to do a work in you. I'm ready to give you all the promises that I have. And the way we get there is through prayer, through obedience, through fasting, 
and through a strong faith in God. So let us come together as family because some of us are stronger. Some of us have been in places that you are just beginning to experience. We want to connect with you. We want to help our young men and our young women, our older men and our older women to say, I never knew you went through that. Stop coming in here dressed to the nine. I'm highly favored on this, on that. And then go home and cry into your pillow. Go home frustrated. Go home with an attitude because nothing's changed. But when you stay in the presence of God, he will begin to make those changes. He will begin to do the miraculous. And I believe God is saying to us in 2023, I'm ready. I'm ready to do these things for you. Let us stand before the Lord. Father God, we come with relentless faith this morning. Knowing, God, that you are about to do and are doing, God, and performing miracles all around us. Father God, prayers have been released from the heavens. Miracles have been released. Healings have been released, God. And Father God, we want to align with you, Father God, so that we can be in the, in the position to receive all that you have. Our miracles have, are just, they're right in front of us, God. But it's our worry and our anxiety that keeps us at bay. God, you are saying that at this time, you are ready to do what you said you would do in each of our lives. You're ready to restore us, God. You're ready to, to elevate us to a higher standard because your presence will be with us. You're ready to use us to be miracles, to do miracles, Father God. You're ready, Father God, to do all that you've called us to do. Just as you were departing from the disciples, you were telling them greater things will you do. God, we want to do the greater things. We want to represent you on this earth in a profound way. So this morning, Father God, as we open up this altar to you, God, for us to just come and kneel and pray, for us to come and just surrender to you. Father God, we just ask that you be with us since your Holy Spirit fall in this place. We open up this altar to you, whether you want to come and speak with, to speak with one of our elders or you just want to come and pray. You just want to come and kneel before the Lord. This place is open. This altar is open. Come and receive all that God is, has for you. And if you're not saved, I just want you to invite, to, I just want to invite you to say this prayer. Dear Lord, forgive me for the altars. Forgive me for the golden calves that I put before you. I invite you in my heart as Lord and Savior. Come into my life and save me, God. Father God, I want to walk in obedience. I received Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on that cross. I believe you raised him from the dead, God. Father God, I believe that you will do all that you've called me to do, but I got to remove what is not like you. So I receive you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.